Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome. It is indisputable. I'm your host, Rashad Ritchie. Ladies and gentlemen, we now have the I wish a Karen Wood t-shirts. I am flexing mine right now. You see how beautiful that is. Make sure you go to shoptyt.com, shoptyt.com. You can get a shirt there. Those shirts are doing very well. Remember the goal, the goal, ladies and gentlemen, is to have on your I wish a Karen Wood t-shirt while confronting a Karen, recording that Karen, and then showing your I wish a Karen Wood t-shirt and sending it directly here. All will be right with the universe. If you do that, everything will be restored as it relates to the space-time continuum. All right, we got a lot of show today. Whole lot of show. My big homie Wozni Lombre will break down news of the day. Uh, don't forget to watch Wozni at 10 p.m. Eastern Time Tuesdays. That's a Twitch exclusive. Also, he's host of the Woke Bros and writer at The Ringer will be joining me, breaking down all news of the day. And also during the bullpen, we have Jacob Rich, Reason Foundation senior contributor to Young Voices. We'll talk about his. Issues with vaccines and masks, and you know, things that make common sense to everybody else. All right. Top news story of the day there's a school system, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, a school system that has decided to ban a Rosa Parks children's book, a book that has been widely accepted as a routine book for young learners in the United States of America. They have now banned this book. This is in York, Pennsylvania. But the students, they're fighting back. Let me show a picture of the book (laughs) cover, here it is. That's dangerous. (laughs) According to school officials, that book teaches critical race theory, that book. So let me get this right, that's dangerous. Let's put it up again, dangerous and then this not dangerous. Dangerous, not so much. These are the kind of people you're dealing with, number one, all right? 
So they've decided to ban this book. Let me give you some background to this. Um, children's book author Brad Meltzer spoke to CNN about his book, I Am Rosa Parks, ending up on the ban list. He has penned a series of children friendly biographical books that describe historic figures and American presidents. Uh, Neil Armstrong is there, Anne Frank is there, Albert Einstein is there, Jim Henson, Walt Disney, Abraham Lincoln, George Washington. And listen, I can think of a few things, a few reasons why some of these folks should not be in the lineup. But Rosa freaking Parks, I told you all from day one, if you've been following Indisputable, I told you from day one that this whole debate about critical race theory was never about critical race theory. The phraseology CRT is not even in the context of these laws that are being passed around the United States of America. The issue was to create a pretext to have a context to eliminate books and curriculum study like what you're seeing today. They want to ban a book, children's book about Rosa Parks, okay? That is the idea. The ban initially occurred last October. When the all white school board banned books that surround race, social justice, and history. There's a school teacher. I have great heart for school teachers. I was adopted by a school teacher. I went into education. I'm a professor today because of the impact of that school teacher. There's a school teacher who works in the district. She's been there for more than 20 years. She said, and I quote, there are teachers looking over their shoulders. Wondering if someone's going to be at their door, darkening their door, saying you said something or you mentioned something or used or used something that you were not supposed to use. Curriculum police is real. During the virtual meeting, school officials stated it has frozen. Now watch the trick here, frozen the use of the materials so it could vet them. Uh, this is a damn children's book. It takes about maybe a few minutes to read. It has taken these people over a year to get to this. Remember, this is the book. No one has read that in over a year. They're still vetting that book, okay? Um, so they're saying it hasn't banned them. However, the vetting process began close to a year ago and the school board upheld prohibiting the materials, which means it will last beyond a year. Um, when the author spoke about this on CNN, he said, and I quote, they can learn empathy and compassionate kindness. That's what the book portrays, that's what the book says. They can call it a freeze, but when kids can't get these books, it's a ban. And these kids can't get the story of Rosa Parks. Once again, I told you so, CRT pretext to create the context to eliminate books that deal with social and racial diversity in America. And now you see it, they didn't take a lot of time to do it. Big Waz, what are your thoughts? You know, I always hesitate anytime we're dealing with some of this stuff to invoke Nazism or the Nazis, but book burning, book banning is <coughs> it's straight out of the Nazi playbook. Mm-hmm. I like there's no other way to say it. That's one of the first things they did was round up the intellectuals, uh, like 
literally collect books and burn them in the town square. That's literally one of the first orders of operation that they did when they took power. So yeah, this does evoke images of you know one of the greatest atrocities in, in world history. Not to say that they're about to start rounding people up and killing them, but who's to say, Dr. Rashad, who's to say? And another thing that I think is you know <laughs> wrongheaded in, in all of this, uh, the first, the first rule of making something appealing to teenagers is to ban it. <laughs> okay, like this is going to have the reverse and opposite effect. It's gonna make these kids gonna gonna go want to go out and seek these books out, seek these teachings out because you guys have made them these mundane things like Rosa Parks into a taboo because of just stupid fear and ignorance. It's yeah. It's amazing, honestly. And the students, young and those not so young, some of the high school seniors, students all across the spectrum are now fighting back. So you're correct on that for sure. We always talk about police reform. I'm gonna shift gears. And we talk about the necessity of having good police officers, right? Well, you gotta have good leadership. There's a black police chief trying to implement common sense reform, trying to get rid of symbols that remind the community of the KKK. And yes, there's pushback. Let's go to this guy named Joel Fitzgerald. Put up a picture of Mr. Fitzgerald. Mr. Fitzgerald was slammed because he wanted to get rid of a symbol. I'm going to give you some background to this story. Fitzgerald was slammed with criticism last fall after he and a few other city council members began pushing for the department's emblem to be removed. All right, sounds like something just and worthy. Um, this doesn't sound controversial, at least not yet. And I want to remind everyone that this issue was still ongoing, okay? So the city council members are with the chief here, began pushing for the department's emblem to be removed. The report notes that the green-eyed, red-bodied griffin, which is ancient mythic creature, that was that has been emblazoned on the officers' patches since the 1960s, bears striking resemblance to what? The Ku Klux Clowns, okay? The council voted in favor of removing the symbol in a five to two vote. Fitzgerald historic feat did not go over well with his coworkers and some of the city residents. Can we put up a picture of what's in question here? Okay, okay. Now, I wanna remind you that this is the first black police chief of this district. Let's put the symbols up again. On the left is the police emblem. On the right are the KKK Grand Dragon symbols. Fitzgerald said, and I quote, I don't think there's any police chief in America in a small or medium sized department that has endured this for the reason I have endured it. And I think the reasons I have to do with race, you don't say, said Fitzgerald, who previously served as the chief of larger departments in Fort Worth, Texas, and Allentown, Pennsylvania. This is my fourth job being the first black police chief. I've dealt with pushback 
at other places, but never so overt, never so non-factual. Fitzgerald noted that he and his boss, who's the mayor, Quentin Hart, the city's first black mayor, they have now received several threats and racist backlash following the controversial move. Some of the negative comments have come from a few of his predecessors, including city council member Margaret Klein, who wrote on her Facebook page that the, and I quote, beat down of our police officers continues. <laughs> adding that she was devastated by the removal of the beloved 50 year patch design. She has now called for Chief Fitzgerald's resignation. Now get this, this is the same council member who would have given someone a promotion for beating up an unarmed person, especially if they were black. But don't you dare touch that KKK symbol. Oh No, you need to resign from your post. Um, <laughs> this is still ongoing. Uh, Wise, I'm gonna go to you about this, man. What are your thoughts? The melodrama from police types just always, it never ceases to amaze. Uh, we're being beat down because we might switch out the dragon, which is so clearly KKK uh, iconography with something like, I don't know, a terrier, uh, you know, I don't, like a lion, something just less offensive. Like, you know, the idea that like, oh, it means vigilance. Like, all right, cool. Are you guys so uncreative that you can't come up with another way to another emblem, another symbol that would demonstrate vigilance and courage and all of this other crap that these guys claim this dragon this dragon espouses uh it's it's just amazing and it's hard you know it's hard to take anything that comes out of police uh sort of rhetoric at it on its face at their word cuz they're so ridiculous at times something as simple as just switching out um the iconography turns into you know all of this hand wringing and it's hard to take these guys serious when it comes to getting stuff right in the communities that that need it the most when they give this level of pushback for something this innocuous and unimportant. Yeah, and let me tell you how deep this runs. Now this is in Waterloo, okay? And this guy has a history of successfully integrating police departments and implementing diverse policies, right? So he he's the guy. If you want to do this with your police department, this is the guy you hire. He's has he has a successful track record. According to Black and Blue Police Advocacy, they released a statement calling the mayor a radical mayor. Now this is about an emblem. Calling the mayor a radical mayor for supporting the emblem's removal. The group also released an anonymous survey taken by a dozen retirees and current staff members of the department that showed 98 members, all 98 members of the police department believed now that the chief was not fit for his current position. Damn near 100% of his staff have turned against him because of an emblem. Now, let me ask you this question. What emblem, if not connected to racial sentiment, would do that to almost 100% of your staff? None. It's connected to the racial core of who they believe they are. All right? Congressman Madison Cawthorn says he carries a knife everywhere and also obviously illegally carried one on school property. He attended a school board meeting in Henderson County where he spoke against mask mandates. He was there 
Uh, an attendee snapped a photo of what appeared to be a knife stored underneath underneath his wheelchair. Uh, here it is, let's get the picture. Yeah, bringing a knife onto public school grounds is in fact a class one misdemeanor in North Carolina. But the Henderson County Sheriff's Office announced that the congressman would not be charged. In a statement, the Sheriff's Office said that the decision took into account the full circumstances of the incident. And then said, although unacceptable, occasionally a person inadvertently possesses a knife. <laughs> now remember, the congressman did not admit to guilt, the sheriff did it for him, okay? Um, in another weapons incident earlier this year, that same congressman attempted to board a plane in Asheville at the regional airport when the TSA workers found an unloaded gun on his carry-on bag along with a loaded magazine. I mean, he's violating the laws all over the place. That's <laughs> according to, to the airport officials. Additionally, the same Congressman Cawthorn um, said he was armed inside of the US Capitol during the building's January 6th storming. Um, the supporters of Donald Trump committing the act of terrorism. He said he was armed then, re ready. He's trying to get armed on an airplane. Why is he not on the do not fly list? Because hmm? I guarantee you, if Rashad Ritchie would have come to an airplane with a gun and a magazine, uh, I would absolutely not be able to fly the friendly air, airways or the friendly skies anytime soon. All right, Big Waz, what are your thoughts about the congressman here? You know, I, I, I just harken back to a time, Dr. Richie, and I know you're familiar. Back when you had to be nice with your hands, you know what I mean? It wasn't about <laughs> a gun, it wasn't about a knife. You had to square up and be nice with your hands and get busy. So it's hard for me to respect this dude running around scared all of these weapons cuz he can't handle himself. You feel me? So that's that's my feeling on it, Dr. Richie. Bring back hands. Brother, <laughs> brother truer words have not been spoken. All right. We got more on the other side. It's indisputable stick and stay. All right. Welcome back. We got a lot more of show left. Let me go to these amazing comments. Thank you for always engaging with the program. Um, I have a big announcement to make, okay? I was out of the state last week debating Charlie Kirk. So here's what we're going to do. And we debated for an hour and a half. Here's what we're going to do. This week, we're going to play that full debate with Charlie Kirk. And this is called Charlie Kirk um, Debate Night. But we're gonna play that full debate on Friday of this week. This is called an Excel bullpen, okay? So it will not be just you know, 20 or 30 minutes of the bullpen. We will have an hour and a half, maybe a little less when we calculate all of the uh, pauses. We did have a few pauses to drink a little water. Um, so I wanna make sure you are here. Uh, this was, <laughs> I was in enemy territory. I went to Turning Point to USA, all right? And listen, I, I didn't even bring a gun with me, all right? <laughs> but I was there at Turning Point USA. Uh, Turning Point USA was really interesting. And uh, we will play that debate uh, for the first time on air here uh, this Friday, okay? So make sure you tune in for that show, should be uh, quite, quite exhilarating. Um, also, don't forget the conversation. Live today, 5.30 p.m. to Eastern Time, 2.30 p.m. Pacific Time, tyt.com slash live. That's before the Young Turks. Make sure you subscribe, watch all of the amazing interviews there. 
at youtube.com forward slash TYT conversation. Let me get to these comments. Kelly O'Hara, this is my poet. She says, we don't ban books here, it's America, we have free speech. Oh, They make us feel bad, disappear them, we beseech. Rosa Parks, nope, too radical, that commie was a farce. Strong women are too scary. And their lessons too hard to parse. And don't get me started on Sesame Street and my la la. Hear no evil, see no evil. La la la. Bars. <laughs> um, Tredora, oh my God, I need those shirts, stat. Let's let's put up that graphic. Y'all got that graphic? Okay. We're gonna do at least a thousand shirts today. All going to worthy causes. There you go. Boom. Real simple, real easy to get. Um, text text stand says making the t-shirt and blazer combo look good. Doc, well, thank you. That was the intent. I appreciate that. Make it see the silver hair dragon. Oh my God, no tie, a t-shirt. Dr. Rich has turned into a TYT-er. Eek. <laughs> well, for today. Uh, Jambo Gino, Gino, uh, the Rosa Parks uh, book is banned because CRT is an existential threat to white supremacy. Teach the children, fight the power. That's right. That that that's what it is for sure. All right, super chat. Uh, Peter S says banning a book on Rosa Parks is straight up evil. Uh, yes. Uh, Luann Luann says love the shirt and the Tyler's Dr. Richard. Love you back and thank you for that. Uh, Leslie K, I noticed you were Tyler's. Looking good, Doc. Thank you. Uh, Courtney, the SMP. Is this the first time we've seen him without a tie? Probably so. All right, and YRUSA says conservatives are such whiny little cowards when it comes to facing reality and facts. Um, I concur, I do. Ladies and gentlemen, next story, nine cops out of Oakland. They have now been suspended and it is such a light ass suspension. They have been suspended. Because these bozos decided to engage in racist, sexist language on a what they thought to be just among themselves posting these ridiculous things, right? Let me give you some background. This is according to an anonymous source close with the department. Last year, someone started an Instagram account and it was called Crime Reduction Team. That was their Instagram account. It started mundane, uh, humorous memes about cop life became a post of racist and sexist commentary. This is what they did. Now remember, these individuals are serving the public. They have a badge, they have a gun. Um, Some posts even expressing contempt for OPD preventative policies such as police brutality and corruption. All right, at this time, the identities of the officers have not been made known to the public. So here's what I do, since they play that game with us, I have a game I play back with them. Let's put up a picture of the person in charge, okay? That's the city of Oakland, that's the guy in charge. I will give you some information about that fella in a moment. His name is Leron Armstrong. Uh, But since they refuse to provide us with the picture of the cops involved in this ridiculous activity, I will always put up their boss, okay? That's the game we'll play back with them until they release the photos of individuals who betray the public trust in this manner. Uh, Let's go to some of these graphics. Here are some of the posts from the court documents. 
All right, this says new female recruit gets hired. Mine, cops with wives, cops with girlfriends, single cops, okay? Sexist, yes. Uh, this reaction meme features the mind, mind, mind seagulls from Pixar's film Nemo. Um, obviously meant to express how command staff declare the female recruit is mine to approach with unwanted sexual advances. That's sexist, correct? Yeah, okay. Here's another one. These are cops now, this is what they're posting. So internal affairs, black guy, police commission, black guy, command staff, black guy, spineless cops, black guy. Criminals taking advantage of the situation, black guy. Cops that just want to fight crime, little white girl. That's how they view their policing. Yeah, here's another one. There's no greater form of virtue signaling than posing in the position that killed George Floyd. them sick SOBs, mocking the murder of George Floyd. I thought they were out here to arrest murderers, to protect the public. So these nine officers have been suspended according to the report an independent third party investigation began in January after Oakland Police Department <laughs> officials learned of an Instagram account with deeply offensive content. That's according to a statement Friday by Oakland Mayor, okay? Investigators seized more than 140 work phones. Now, these guys are committing crimes and committing these ridiculous, um, ridiculous threats and sexual harassment dynamics on the company phone. The investigation revealed that a former police officer created the Instagram account shortly after he was fired for violating department policy. And so what did he do? He got nine others to join him as well. <laughs> that's what he did. I mean, that's not your friend, that's not your buddy. He gets fired and then he says, hey guys, join me and let's all violate policy together. And nine of them at least did. Um, the OPD apparently has several policies to place a limit on officer speech and conduct, conduct on and off duty. Oakland City Council passed a resolution in June that directs the police chief and city administrator to fire any officers who exhibit racist practices, behaviors, or actions. Remember, it's a resolution already passed, it's currently the law, right? Um, let's put up the, the police chief. Why don't you take a good look at this guy, okay? Cuz he's not enforcing the policies here, at least not to the degree that the resolution says he should. The discipline officers allegedly accessed inappropriate material on department issued equipment and engaged in conduct that, and I quote, brings disrepute to the OPD among other things, according to the mayor's office. Let me show you the discipline and you tell me is this right? You tell me is this enough? Those receiving discipline range in rank from officer to lieutenant, receiving from three to 25 days of unpaid suspension. Two of the nine who received discipline 
have since taken jobs in other law enforcement agencies. And those two agencies have been notified of the results of the investigation according to the mayor's office. So you mean to tell me all nine kept their jobs? None of them received a pink slip, none of them were fired. And you just passed the city law, a resolution that says if our cops engage in racist activity on or off duty, they have to go. It's a new statute. We got the resolution, signed the bill, the mayor's on board, the chief is on board, but not. This is why people don't like the police, because it's unfair. If you did this at your job and you got caught using a company phone saying sexist and racist and inappropriate things, you would be fired. I don't care how great you have been at your workplace, you would be fired. You are a liability. And let me tell you why this should concern us even more than somebody working in the private sector. Because we give cops true authority in our society. We give them this position of public trust. They have a gun and a badge and a license to use it. And this is how they violate that public trust. They're so emboldened. They're putting this on social media platforms. They're discussing these things on company devices. They're not just talking around a water cooler. They feel protected because of the culture. And if they think like this about black folk, if they think like this about women, if they think like this about command staff and the council and others who govern or try to limit some of their authority for the sake of the public, what do you think they think about everyone else? Was your thoughts? Yeah, what it boils down to is a question of accountability. I don't think anybody is naive or stupid enough to think that we're gonna change the hearts and minds of millions of cops around the country. I think what we're asking for is for rules to be in place and those rules to be enforced when these guys step out of line because that's all people respond to is accountability is you know the fact that if you make a terrible mistake or you do something horrible while wearing the badge you will be reprimanded for it whether via suspension or via termination depending on the gravity of the crime that you have committed and so to watch cops over and over, all we're taught about is, well, it needs to be accountability. Well, you know, they gotta act this way when they go to certain neighborhoods because look at the crime statistics. Well, blah, 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 blah. All right, cool. When do the cops get accountability? When do yeah. they have to pay? When do they suffer the repercussions of their actions? That's all we wanna see as a community and as a people. Yeah, all they gotta do is comply. <laughs> that's it, just comply. Just like you tell someone you pull over, hey, hey, buddy, just comply. That, that's exactly. all you have to do here. There's a statute, comply. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish you Karen Wood. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a and Sunday? You're going to feel free. Back off. I'm going to tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. Oh, 
Yeah. So she says she's going to call the police. She needs a gun at the situation. Remember, when you call 911, you're calling a gun. That's what you're calling. You need a gun to enforce a law. There's no law violation here. This privileged Karen believes that in order for somebody to take her order, that she needs to call the police to enforce this non-violation. There's no violation of law here. And I just want to say this for everyone who's watching this. She's lucky nobody served her. I know some folks would have happily served her and put all kind of extra ingredients in whatever they handed her. Okay, so she's dealing with some decent people here because there are some folks would have been like, "Ma'am, you're absolutely correct. We are so wrong. Let's make sure we get you your service ASAP." All right. Once again, nine one one. Let's enforce it. Let's bring a cop here. You got to take my order. Serve me is what she said. Was the level of entitlement. At McDonald's is just crazy. Uh, I'm sorry if you if you think you deserve like personal servants, you better take that to Tower or Philippe or something. <laughs> uh, you and I like it's McDonald's, lady. Like relax, uh, fall back. And I think you're right in the sense that uh, some knuckle sandwiches would have been served up in a couple of other neighborhoods. Man, God bless the nice people of Canada. They let this lady get out of pocket. But man, I don't know, on Flat Bashav, this wouldn't have flown very long, man, <laughs> i tell you that. All right, we got more on the other side, is indisputable, stick and stay. All right, welcome back. It's indisputable. Uh, make sure you get your I wish a Karen Wood t-shirts. Uh, we got it now, shoptyt.com, shoptyt.com. I got on mine now, I wish a Karen Wood. It's nice, it's awesome, it's beautiful. And listen, when you walk around with an I wish a Karen Wood t-shirt, it has been known to stop Karenicity in its tracks. The shirt basically has superpowers. Okay, make sure you get one. All right, uh, let's get to some of these amazing comments. Um, I appreciate everyone who continues to engage. Um, TYT member Mickey C, the Silverhead Dragon says, those racist, sexist, abusive media posts by police um, are being discovered all over the US. Thousands of cops are engaging in these posts. Uh, the nine in Oakland just happened to be caught. You're absolutely correct, they just happened to be caught. And they were caught, why? Well, somebody blew the whistle. Um, and then when the department investigated, they tried to keep that secret. Somebody else blew the whistle inside of the department about the whistle that was initially blown that nobody talked about. Look at that. Okay, HR, Cat, Two, and is it Danion? My apologies if I said it wrong. Um, how is there a sex offender registry, but not an evil cop registry? Both <laughs> disgusting, both pretty sure, uh, but pretty sure a bad cop does more societal harm. Um, sad but true. Uh, and let me say this, um, obviously those um, who are sex offenders are horrible individuals. The issue with the cop registry is that in the George Floyd Policing and Accountability Act, it actually provided a remedy for that where there would be a national database of these types of incidents, okay? Um, so hopefully that gets passed at some point in the future. Um, Tradora says, okay, seriously, over McDonald's, lady, go order from the self-ordering screen thing. <laughs> right, that's true. Just go to the, the screen that's self-ordered, no argument whatsoever. All right. Bruno Blanco says, and here I thought that Canadians were supposed to be nice people. But everybody has a camera. Remember, Karenicity 
is a pandemic also, okay? It's global. Uh, YouTube Super Chat, Thomas Clifton. Y'all still wondering why we don't trust the system of policing? I'm not, I know the history. Mm-hmm. By the way, where were the good cops speaking up? I'll wait though, every time, every time. Where are the good cops? It's a bunch of people that are doing bad things. Then it's like, wait a minute, wait. you keep telling me it's way more good cops? Well, that means the culture would be reversed. That the good cop culture would overtake the bad cop culture. That, that's what that means, if that were true, all right? And silence does not mean you're good. Um, Twitch about Charlie Kirk. Uh, did he did he live like a capitalist that day? <laughs> I guess I did. Um, oh hell, Charlie got crushed, no doubt. It's going to be interesting. Uh, he definitely made some silly ass points that I pointed out to him clearly. On, on a couple of them, he even agreed. Um, Jax Drax. It's almost as if they specifically hire bad apples to become cops. Wow. Susie, they would just put another locker room, put this, put it in the locker room category. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Mike Boy Rap says, I used to think that Karens had no self-awareness, but now I think they try to out Karen each other for the pride and style points. There must be like some secret Karen game that we don't know about and where points are accrued over time. I don't know. Uh, TYT member Mickey C the Silverhead Dragon says the Albany incident happened in my backyard and I'm not at all surprised. This solid red district has been horrible concerning uh, Black Lives Matter with cops violently attacking peaceful protesters, then waiting days to quietly arrest them. Wow. Um, Cena Hogaboom says, are you effing serious? Sandra Bland, Mayor Rice, John Crawford shot and killed or dragged off to jail for nothing and they let her walk away. Yeah, they, as a matter of fact, he said, listen, let's have a conversation away from here. All right, so it's more than just walking away, he's walking with her. O'Hara, uh, Kelly O'Hara says, if restaurant Karen keeps acting a fool, she's gonna be on the cover of Doing Time magazine. <laughs> That's a good one, Kelly, That's funny. Super Chat, Tim Robinson says, lucky she wasn't black. Kicking a cop is a death sentence nowadays. Yep. Cassie Taylor says the bar owner is completely within her power to have the girl arrested. They should be fired. Twitch, um, Unicorn Glitty says BLM makes no sense to me since, since in America, black lives certainly do not matter because if they did, we wouldn't see this ish 10 times a day, right? Let me explain this to you. There's a white female Karen at a restaurant, she calls the manager the N word. She is committing criminal trespass, she refuses to leave and the cops take her side. The cops end up basically going after the black manager who is being lawful. Let me take you to Karen Burton, that is the Karen's name in this situation. Yes, literally her name is Karen, okay? Here's the first video. The drink's
my bar. We got it. We got it. You guys are You are the problem. She's rude, she's confrontational, adversarial with management, refusing to leave after management repeatedly told her to leave, which is a crime of trespass. She then calls a patron the N-word. Here's what happened after the cops escort or start escorting her out. Here it is. Miss, please, we really behind me, everything else is safety. I don't, I don't want you, I don't want you in my face. I'm not in your face. We're not dangerous. Okay. Your word is, it doesn't mean anything to me. Okay, could you please just back My word doesn't mean anything? No, you rule in a I can touch you. You cannot. This is my safety, okay? This is your safety? What do you, you mean? You asked us to the weapons on, dude. I don't care. <laughs> we don't I don't know, what you, I don't know you from Adam. You might We're have weapons on you. Okay, then let us go away. Thank you. It gets even deeper than that. So now the cops are starting to turn on the management, the black management who called them, who is in no commission. They are in no commission of crime whatsoever. The only person aggressive here was Miss Karen Burton that they were escorting out. The restaurant manager has a right to record. They have a right to do this, okay? This cop wanted to create smoke between him and black management, but did not have the same energy for Karen Barton, who was in fact in violation of a trespass law. Now, they get outside, they're not arresting her. They didn't tell her to move on. They're not telling her you have to leave now. They're negotiating with her, they're talking to her, and then these cops end up turning on that black manager. Here it is. I don't know what, manager, what transpired there, but the manager they asked wanted you to leave. leave. I'm actually one of the managers as well. Jamala, okay. Jamala, why do you call the owner? Bring I did. Here. He told me to tell you to leave and call Bring the cops. Him here. He doesn't need to come here. He told he me to tell to you to leave. Bring him here. He doesn't need to be here. He doesn't need to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Only white people can get away with. Dumb man. The only white people can get away with one It's it's always a white person problem. No, we're not right? doing that right now. Right? No, yeah, we are. Because you <laughs> right? just went there. You did. You went there. Stop. I'm go. sorry. Let's go. Zip up your bag. I'll get yo. Don't talk to me like that. I can talk to you any way I feel yeah. like it. Really? Yeah, really. You wanna go ahead and challenge that? Zip up your and let's go. Now. You wanna act like a child? You're gonna get treated like a I'm child. Not a child. Okay. Okay, well, we can talk about that away from here. You're not going to continue to egg this situation on. Let's go. And I will press charges. <laughs> press charges on your damn self. What are you talking about, press charges? And then he's like, hey, you got to go. I can talk to you any way I want to. Listen, we could talk about this down the street, actually. I mean, we could talk about these things away from here. What? What kind of police officer are you? You come in. You don't tell her, listen, either leave or be arrested. You don't ever say that. You escort her out, you turn on the management of the company who has a right to record. You turn on her, you get outside, you're still talking like you're trying to get the digits or something. And then you defend the activity of this Karen, who's literally a Karen, by the way. And then you tell her, we gotta go, this, that, and the other, and we can just talk about that away from here. Talk about what? You gotta move on to your next beat, right? You got crime to fight, right? Or you just want to keep talking to this Karen. Um, Burton was directing a hate field outburst toward uh, Jamila Anderson, a popular local community organizer 
who just days before was named philanthropist of the year by the United Way of the Greater Capital Region and had been featured on the cover of Time Magazine for her work for fighting food insecurity in Albany. That's who she called the N word. Let's put up a picture of this remarkable young woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what happened here. Hundreds of comments were almost immediately pointed towards Burton's employer calling on them to take action. Within a day, that Karen that you saw was fired from her Albany based marketing firm. Burton already found herself banned from at least two Lark Street establishments as a result of the video. That, that's what happens, you go around, you call people the N word, you continue to violate their rules and their policies of their private businesses. And you do so in a way where you don't care that anybody's recording, things like this may happen. Waz, what are your thoughts about it? It's, it's just amazing, honestly, that even in the era of smartphones and everybody has a phone on them, that people think they can continue to act this way. Um, and that these things won't get out to their employer, to their neighbors, to their family. Um, this stuff is shameful, man. Like, you know how many people like around her got phone calls? Like, man, did you see what Karen did in that store? Like, she behaved abhorrently. Like, that, like the the idea that these people think that there won't be any accountability for this is kind of crazy to me. Uh, it's wild. It is wild. All right, here's another one. Now, I want to bring your attention to this matter. Um, this is at a Dollar General store. Uh, there's a white woman who attempted to shoplift according to the allegation. Um, she fought the employees, she fought the police. But I want you to see that she was never tackled, she was never taken down. There was no weapon used against her. She was never threatened with bodily injury, no, no gunshot, nothing. Here it is. Okay, all right. That happened, right? She's violent, she's aggressive, she's trying to shoplift. And then the police were called. Well, the police show up, she's violent with them as well. You'll see, she kicks them. Here it is. This happened in Splendora, Texas. So you mean to tell me it can be done? You mean to tell me that a person can be physically violent against police officers and they not be tackled while being handcuffed? They were not tased, they did not have any bodily injury. There was no weapon used against them. They still put her in the police car. 
Wow. Was they told us it couldn't happen like this. You know, <laughs> it's wild whenever you see the police actually behave like civil servants instead of jackbooted authoritarian thugs, which is generally the case when they come and they service our communities. But you know, look, this lady is a non-threat. She's older. She can't physically take any of these guys down, and so they treated her as a non-threat. But it's it's funny how selective they are about yep. non-threats, right? Who they choose to decide is somebody that doesn't need to be tackled or clotheslined or put in a chokehold. But yeah, it's interesting to watch this lady kick the hell out of these cops and they just take it. Yeah, and we've seen cops do takedowns of 10 year olds, 11 year olds, 12 year olds who happen to be black. We've seen them engage in chokeholds. We've seen them engage in tackles of young children who are being aggressive at that moment. When the same thing applies that you just said, these kids were too light to do a damn thing to these cops. But that did not matter to the cop that was on the scene. All right, Waz, now always a pleasure, brother. How can people check you out, man, to follow you? Uh, please check out Wozniak. We've moved to a new time, so 5:30 Pacific Standard Time every single Tuesday. Of course, you can read me and listen to me at the Ringer and the Ringer NBA show, and then of course listen to the Woke Bros. Me and Nando Vila, fellow TYT contributor, we do a podcast about politics and have fun with it. So yeah, check those things out. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Remember. Take care of yourself, take care of each other, and take care of the planet. Remember the truth is always indisputable.